Welcome to the Turn Yourself On Daily podcast, which means turn on, activate and fire up the power and potential within you every single day. Hello and welcome to your weekly dose of the Turn Yourself On Daily podcast. This week's message is all about women, sex and intimacy and how you can experience more of it if it's not exactly lighting you up right now. If it's the last thing on your mind, if you avoid it, and even if you've become so used to not having it that you've forgotten what you're missing. And there is so much to this subject, let's get straight into it. We're going to look at reasons why it's not happening and how to change that. And we're going to look at what happens if there's no intimacy over a long period of time. And we'll look at how a woman can get a sexy back when she's not felt like being a goddess in the bedroom for some time. Many couples become so used to the lack of intimacy. They get used to it. They even start to forget what it's about until it's been missing for so long that somebody potentially gets their head turned briefly because an outsider shows some interest. They can do something they never would have thought in a million years that they would do not because they want the other person so much, but because they miss the intimacy. It's a huge overlooked part of relationships. And some people shoot me down and say, there's more to marriage and more to relationships, you know, than sex. Yeah, I know that. Thanks for telling me. But I work with enough women one-to-one who tell me their deepest, darkest secrets to know that they miss it. Sometimes they don't desire it. It's like a part of them has almost shut down and they've forgotten about it. They've forgotten why they love it and why it's so good. Sometimes they want it, but they're too tired. Sometimes it can almost feel like another chore. It's like, I'm about to burn out. I'm at my max. And now you want me to get into this state as well. It's not that they don't love their partner. They're usually still attracted to them, But that spark has gone, that word aliveness, that spark, the aliveness, the energy, it's gone. Doesn't mean to say you cannot get it back. What this means is something that's not often talked about and acknowledged. It's a missing part of the actual person in the first instant, not just in the relationship. But this is the bit that we don't always get to. So stay with me because we're going to go deep with this. So why does this happen? Think back to when you met your partner. What did you see in them? Before life got busy, before kids, careers, money stuff, life, houses, bills, you name it, chores. You focused on the good in each other. You had fun, right? You laughed, you were open, you saw the good, you were on your best behaviour. Well, here comes the three C's. And this happens so subtly over time where we start to criticise, condemn and complain our partner. We start to notice things that annoy us. We start to what I call jump on the resentment roller coaster. Resentment towards our partner isn't always obvious. We don't even know we're doing it at times, yet it can creep up on us. Now we've become comfy with each other. We're not on our best behaviour anymore. Our stuff can come up 
bear with me. So a special relationship is defined as one where we need the other person to behave in a certain way that doesn't trigger us. So from not tidying up after themselves to not doing certain activities to, for example, not going out drinking with the friends which can trigger our insecurities. A whole relationship, on the other hand, it's where both people enter the relationship having worked on themselves, which is very rare. It's where we know our, know our triggers, where we know the other person's triggers, and we know what makes them tick. We know their love language. We can get to within deep levels of patience, compassion, and acceptance within ourselves. It's where we are in a state where we personally are not overwhelmed. We are not running from fear all of the time. This is rare. So if you look deeper into the purpose of relationships, it's for two people to come together and grow. You will rub each other up. You will trigger each other. You will be disconnected at times. Almost knowing this can take the pressure off. Sometimes this means leaving, obviously. Sometimes that's obvious. Sometimes it's not so obvious, but that is what eventually becomes clear. When I work with, with women, it can take time to get to that point. But when they have that clarity, it's like a light bulb moment. Sometimes it means staying and growing. I always say the question isn't should I stay or should I leave? The question is how do I stay and how do I leave? How do I be different in the relationship? What do I need to bring? What do I need to do differently? Often we think if he change, then I'd be happy. But we always have to look at our part and what we are doing or not doing. If we're triggered by our husband going out for drinks, for example, then that won't go away by just moving on until we work on that insecurity within ourselves. That is all about the work. So it doesn't matter whether you stay or go. It's about doing that work on yourself to become the best, strongest version. Resentment, criticism, condemnation and complaining kill relationships. It's a silent killer because it builds up. It creeps up. It's not always recognized until you get to a point where you are both quite unhappy. And these words are not sexy and they do not create a healthy environment for cuddles and kisses. It looks like disconnection. It looks like sleeping on the other side of the bed. It looks like not wanting to go the extra mile for our partner or help them out. It looks like just feeling weird when you do try to get intimate. It feels like something is missing, like the spark has gone and you feel it inside of yourself. You know something is shut down. So if you've already started down the resentment roller coaster, if you've already got on the ride, here's how to get off it. If you're not having the intimacy you want to, here is what you can do. These all sound easy to do I've got to warn you but they are harder to they're easy to say but harder to do at times I get that I always remember my first spiritual coach saying to me that these kind of principles they're not difficult they're just different and overcoming our resistance to doing them is where we struggle 
it's that getting out of our own way. They feel so different than the state we're currently in. But if you're not close with your partner, it's it's unlikely you're not doing these things. And it's not to beat yourself down for it. It's not to think, why are we here? Why have we got here? How have we got here? It's so you'll become aware. And if it feels right, you'll choose again. So let's go through them one by one. So number one is massive love. What makes your partner tick? What makes them happy? It doesn't need to be fast cars and fancy bags, which are all great. I mean, as in the day-to-day small things that we seem to overlook these days. As an example, a personal example, Steve knows I love having the cars filled up with petrol. It's one less thing for me to even think about when I'm busy, I'm getting out for work, I'm getting the kid ready, I'm doing the school run, I've got a day's work to do. It's one less thing for me to even think about. I know he loves me, this sounds crazy, to stack the dishwasher in a certain way, from back to front, not front to back. Silly things, small things, but if we do them, they make a massive impact. But it's also very telling if we don't, if we avoid it, why are we avoiding it? Are we doing it because we've got that resentment in us on a very subtle level? Number two is to know your differences. Now, earlier on, I alluded to the love languages. And whilst I love the theory, if you've listened to my podcast for a while now, you'll know I'm one for not getting lost in theories, fancy terms and jargon. But here's an example of knowing your differences and why it matters. Love to me looks like being bought flowers or having a cuddle, a kiss, a nice compliment. Time to be listened to to have that person to be there and listen to you. Love to my husband looks like working hard to provide to provide for us. That might mean not being around. But the trouble is here, growing a business takes effort and there's not always a lot of energy left for cuddles and kisses at the end of the day. So potentially the, the other person in that relationship could take the hump a little bit. But once you know your differences, which are okay to have. We don't need to be exactly the same. You know not to take offence by things. You know people aren't doing things just to get under your skin. Love to my husband looks like tidying the dishes away. It's no biggie, right? But if I do it, he feels massively respected and loved. And if I don't, it also speaks volumes about where my head is at Am I so overwhelmed with work and am I so busy? Have I got so much on? Or is it that I'm feeling he is not doing enough of what I like him to do? It's give and take. It's that push and pull all the time. But remember one line that I always come back to, only what you are not giving can be lacking in any situation. So it's not to say that you'll be walked over. You just give, 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 and the other person will just take, take, take. If you're in a healthy relationship, the more you give, the more they are inclined to give back to you. It's like a a simple, fundamental, universal law. It's a universal principle that we give first and then we receive back. Whereas a lot of the time, especially now with social media, there's these messages almost, it's like, 
I'll manifest it all. Come on, gimme, gimme, gimme. Gimme all my good now and then I'll show up. But it works the other way around. We've got to show up and then we receive. Number three is acceptance. So after the honeymoon period, the fun period, we can start to accept our partner less and less. Again, this is so subtle. We don't go around, walk. we don't walk around the street saying, I don't accept you anymore. But it can be in our thoughts, in, 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 in our energy. Massive acceptance through the highs and the lows is challenging. When we've got our own issues to deal with, when we don't want somebody else to burden us with something else. However, relationships are our mirror. If we can't accept others, it's because we struggle to fully accept ourselves. That is why it all starts from within you. Now, you might be thinking, hold up a minute, really? Again, it's not that obvious. But if you struggle to accept somebody else's flaws, when they make a mistake, when they mess up, when they doubt themselves, have a bad day, week or month, how accepting of you, of yourself, are you? Again, this isn't to say stay and accept inappropriate behaviour, but in a would-be normally healthy relationship, acceptance is key. Having each other's back, being there for each other is hard at times when all you want to do is scream and run away. Number four is what I feel is the most important. It's your state. This is super, super key. Where are your stress levels right now? As a woman, we have to physically let a man in. And why would we let them in any closer if we're already feeling prickly and disconnected? A woman in her energy, well, basically a woman's energy is super key in the relationship. Not to say the guy's energy isn't as well, but the woman's energy is super, super key. She has to be in a certain state, nowhere near fight or flight mode, nowhere near burnout, nowhere near overwhelm in order for intimacy to even potentially happen. Think back to the days before kids, before you moved in together, before money issues, before logistics, before planning, what was your state then? Think back to holidays and times and weekends just as a couple where you were just on your own and it was fun. You were most likely less tense, more relaxed. Tension, resentment, even mild and annoyance will shut you down. Stress and fear will shut you down. Running from a fear-based energy, whether it's fear of not being good enough fear of not having enough money, just general day-to-day fear and anxiety will shut you down. That feminine energy, your power is shut. It's almost it's almost like if you imagine that area, that triangle underneath your tummy, it's that area is like locked together. It's, it's almost like locked with a, a keypad that you don't know the code to. And all your energy is being used up to literally function to literally get through the day, to literally get back to clients, to literally breathe, to literally get up in the morning and get through what you need to get through. So how do you operate? 
how do you operate any more and get any deeper with somebody and get any closer with somebody when you're struggling to get through the day on limited energy anyway? What are you running on? Are you running on faith or fear? What is motivating you? Are you hustling? Are you worrying? Are you pushing? Are you forcing? What are your fears? What are your deepest, darkest fears? Why can you not let go? Why can you not surrender? Why are you in that fight or flight almost 24-7? Your state is key. I cannot, cannot say that enough. And I work with women every single day and this is what we do. I call it your feminine power activation because it doesn't go away. It's always there. It's like your feminine energy just gets used some other way. And usually it's not always in a positive way. It can be used against you, which is crazy, I know, to even think that. But if it's not channeled correctly, it can be used in creating more fear and anxiety. So what we do is we go deep and it can take time to unravel. Imagine how long you have spent tense, worrying, feeling not good enough. Am I good enough? Am I not good enough? Where will money come from? Will we always have enough? How's everything going to play out? There's been lockdowns, there's been health issues, pandemics, you've got your own career, burnout, stress. You're managing two people that are living together. You might be managing kids and everything, family expectations, your past, your present, the fear of the future. Oh my God, even saying all of this stuff, where is a woman's energy in all of everything that she's balancing with all of the chores that she feels like she's got to do? Her energy is being used up on chores, on fear, on stressing, on striving. There is nothing left for her partner. Her partner can then pretty much take the hump and think if he's not feeling in a great state himself, he will take it personally as in she doesn't love me anymore, she, she's not attracted to me anymore, she doesn't desire me anymore. She does, a lot of the time she does, she just physically cannot get there. Mentally, she's worn out. Emotionally, she's tired. Spiritually, she's fatigued. She's got nothing left and asking or even a man, you know, initiating it and the woman telling, kind of pushing him away again, almost telling him no, that feels like another rejection. So it lowers his self-esteem each time to the point where he doesn't even try anymore. This is where we become so used to the disconnection, so used to not having intimacy. We forget what it's like. We pretend we don't want to know. And we just become so used to functioning without it. But it doesn't mean that there's something fundamentally wrong. I work with couples all the time where you know that the foundations are strong. Life has just got in the way. You can actually come back even stronger from this. Number five is massive self-belief. Where are you both at? This comes down to both of you. Are you both feeling good, confident, believing in yourself and each other? Or again, are you this this goes back to number four in your state? Are you running off fear? What is driving you every day? Self-belief is super important. Again, part of the feminine power is self-belief, sex, and success. It's 
all linked. And when you start, imagine now you've got your hands together and your fingers are interlinked and it's like locked together. That is like you're not coming in. It's basically a woman in that area down below saying you're not coming in. She's too overwhelmed. She's too busy. She's got too much on. She's spinning plates. She might even feel at times that she's mothering her partner. Sometimes guys can drop into more of the feminine than they want to and they can be mothered by us because we have careers, because we go out there, we make decisions, because we are in our masculine more than ever, a man can drop into his feminine. Then he starts to lose his confidence and then then the whole energy is out of sync. But like I said, you can get it back. Number six, can you stop sweating the small stuff? Seriously, there will be some small stuff that is annoying you that doesn't need to. It's because you're tired. It's because you're tired, you're at the end of the road and you're like, everything is just becoming too much. When love and connection is possible instead, if you can start to let something go, they will too. How can you lighten up? How can you lighten the load on yourself? Number seven, you might not like this one. It's really the least sexiest of them all. Honestly, this is the least sexiest one. But how can you both manage your time better? What can you outsource? How can you do less and stop spending energy discussing chores? Who's done what? Who's not done what? Who needs to do more of this? Who needs to do less of that? Because all of that energy is being taken up in the mundane tasks of life that will eventually get done and will probably get done even better once you're connected because you'll want to do them and they'll feel easier and they'll take less time. And instead, we spend so much energy discussing things, talking about what's wrong, planning things and not being. So I always remember my son started nursery and they gave us this sheet and it was all of kind of the, the day and how each day is ran and how it's planned. And the, the lady took us through it who runs the nursery and she said it's very structured, but it, it's it's done for a reason because everybody knows what they're doing and when they need to do it. So that in between the structure, there's a lot more time for fun and spontaneity, which almost sounds like a paradox it, it almost doesn't sound right that you plan things you know who's in charge of what so you don't need to have these rubbish conversations each day or each week you know that that's your responsibility do you want another example a really boring example me and my husband his responsibility is the litter tray that's that's just it, it's been we've we've talked about it that's his thing he does that Mine is, (laughs) I love actually hanging the washing out. How weird is that? His is doing the dishwasher, I'll empty it. It's like little things like this that we just, we're in a groove, we're in, we're in this rhythm. We don't even need to talk about it. We don't even need to say, have you done the litter tray? It's like, it's done. You do it, I do this. Now, outsourcing, so you don't even need to be talking about as the washing done do we need to do the washing expending energy on tasks that are draining you 
What can you outsource? What can you get help with? Time management and our habits are key. And like I said, with the nursery plan, whilst it sounds so controlled and contrived and like, oh my God, it actually creates the space for more energy. That's the point. More energy and more fun because you have more time and you are not bogged down by tasks. At the end of your life, when you're sitting there and you're like, what what do I wish I'd done more of? I guarantee it will not be talking about who's doing what and who should do what. All of this is a, it's almost a trigger. It's almost to me when couples are talking about this, it's much deeper than this. It's not about who's not put the dish away or who's not done the dishwasher or who's not doing enough chores. I'm doing more than you. It's just a red flag. And depending on how long that red flag has been there, it's like the elephant in the room, how long has it been there? If it's been there for a week, cool. If it's been there for a bit longer, then we've got more work to do. But it's all possible. So if you're not experiencing that intimacy, which goes, it's about the sex. I'm going to be honest, it's about the sex. But it's so much more than that. Because it's about, for both of you, it's about the state you both need to be in. Especially the woman with her periods and her cycle. Remember from previous podcasts that a man's cycle is 24 hours. So he can literally do the same routine every day. He can be annoyed one minute, sleep on it, wake up the next day completely fine. A woman's cycle is around 30 days. It's no surprise that it's about the same same length of time as a period. She cannot just snap out of things. Her cycle is different. There's different ups and downs. Her energy is so, so key in order to reboot the relationship. Yes, if there's any men listening, please don't feel left out. I'm not saying you're not as important. You've got one or two of different hormones running through your body women's is up and down so much more in a bigger longer cycle i'm not saying the men are not important you absolutely are but if you want to get more intimate with your partner again then focusing on getting your partner into a great state understanding why is she overwhelmed what are the biggest fears and knowing deep down that it's not always you, that it's things that are going on in her in her mind, in her body, in her spirit, in her soul, that are draining her. So you might be thinking, but it's been this way for so, so long. And it's no surprise when couples tell me or women tell me that it's been this way for months, years, it can be years, it can feel like a lifetime and especially with what's happened with lockdowns, people can be telling me quite frequently it's since around that time when we had that first lockdown. Adding kids, it can be, people can say it's been three years since my child was born. It's not uncommon, it happens all the time. People just don't announce it. Nobody Nobody is on social media saying, 
Hi, we've not been intimate for three years. Nobody's saying that. So there's, there's, it happens. It does happen. It can happen for a long time. It doesn't mean to say you can't move back into a healthy relationship and have that intimacy again. You can actually have it even better than in the beginning. That's the crazy thing. Because now you know each other better. Now you're growing. Now you know more about yourself. It can become even better. Because at the beginning, you've got all the fun stuff, but you haven't got the depth to the relationship. Now comes the depth, the respect, the love. And then add on top of that the fun. Then you've got a recipe for success. What if you're thinking, I just do not know where to start? then start by feeling what are you carrying? What burdens do you carry on your shoulders? If you had bags, what would you be dragging with you? What, how many big black bin bags of baggage, of stuff, of fears, of anxiety would you be carrying with you everywhere you go? And imagine how different your life would be if you could let some of those bags go, if you could drop some off at the tip and let it go? What if you are thinking, then it all sounds so nice and so good to be true, but can it actually, can I get my mojo back? Can we get that spark back? Can we ever feel that passion again for each other, that desire? Yes, I see it every day. Sometimes, obviously, people don't stay together and that is fine. Sometimes you can get it back even better than it was at the beginning. I see it. I see it. I'm in there. I hear the too much information. I hear the stories. It can happen. So as always, this theory is amazing. You can go back. You can listen to the points again. The main one being your state. What state are you in? If you're in fight or flight, it's highly unlikely that you are going to even want to. It might not even be on your agenda to have sex, love, intimacy, cuddles, kisses. It's not even going to be there. So you know by how much intimacy you're having if you're in fight or flight. If you are, it's fine. We just need to bring you down. So let's bring you down a few levels. Imagine now scale yourself so on a scale of naught to 10 with 10 being fight or flight I am really in there or and zero being I am chilled as you like give yourself a number so say it's a number from anywhere six upwards seven eight nine ten I'm stressed there's disconnection we're not close I'm in fight or flight And then let's bring it back down. Let's chill you out. Let's bring you right back down to a two, to a one, to a zero. And zero might sound a bit too good to be true, but let's just go there. We can go there in our imagination. So let's do it now. In this visualization, let's bring you down from whatever number you were at the top. In fight or flight, let's bring you down. And remember that nobody is on purpose not wanting to be close there is stuff going on there is stuff going on that might be from before you met a lot of the time it can be from before you met and it's patterns and it's habits that are repeating themselves it's not personal to you 
but together you can grow and grow stronger. So as always, be somewhere where you won't be disturbed, where it's nice and quiet and let's do this. Let's do the visualization. Let's bring you down right to the twos, the ones and the zeros and let's change your state and work from the inside out. I will see you on the other side of the visualization. Okay, so start to bring your attention onto your breath. It helps to close your eyes and go within. Breathe in through your nose, feel your tummy expand and exhale, release and let go. Breathe in through your nose, feel your tummy and your heart expand and exhale, release and let go. Breathe in through your nose, feel your tummy and your heart expand and exhale, release and let go. And I want you to now imagine that number that you scaled yourself on. And it's absolutely fine if it's above five, if it's six, if it's eight, nine or ten, it's absolutely fine. Notice your number. And just notice your state that you live in, that you dwell in, that you operate from every single day. Notice the tension, the stress, the fear, the grasping, the pushing, the controlling. And it can serve you for some time. It can create results. It can win your clients. It can bring money to you. But long term, it isn't good. So keep your attention on your breath, breathing into the very, very depths of your tummy. Take the breath in a long inhale all the way into your tummy and a long exhale, release and let go. And I want you to imagine now that you are lay down on the comfiest couch. It might be a sun lounger, a lilo, a couch, a settee, a bed, whatever it is that you feel really comfy on. And let this bed take your weight. Imagine all the burdens that you carry around in your mind. Imagine letting them go, they sink into the bed. Feel the tension in your forehead, between your eyebrows. Feel yourself, let that go. See the tension in your forehead go. See it melt into the bed below you. Now see what you carry, the burdens you carry in your heart, the fears, the anxiety, the past, the present, the future and just feel all of this weight melt down into the bed. Notice the tension in your tummy, all the anxiety, the fear, the worry, the concerns, and let all this weight that you carry in this area, let it melt down into the bed. And then notice the tension and the knots 
and the closeness, that shut down feeling within your reproductive area. Feel the tension in that area, your womb, your ovaries, that triangle under your belly button. Notice the tension. Notice the stress. And just let all that tension melt into the bed. Notice any tension in any part of your body now. Scan your body from your head down to your feet and let the tension melt into the bed. Notice any tension on your shoulders and let it melt into the bed. Notice any tension in your tongue and your jaw and let the tension melt into the bed. Go back to your mind and release the tension in your forehead and let all the busyness and the crazy thoughts, let them all melt into the bed. Go back to your heart and release even more. Release any anxiety, any resentment, any grievances and let them all melt into the bed. Release any tension in your bottom, in your thighs, in your knees, in your calves, in your ankles, your feet and your toes. Let it all melt into the bed. Notice any tension in your energy. The energy that you carry with you everywhere you go in your aura. Imagine letting any tension melt into the bed. Imagine your soul and imagine the drained tension, the overwhelm, the tiredness in your soul and let all of that melt into the bed. And notice what you notice now in your body. Imagine the colour orange and bathe that area, your reproductive area, that triangle under your belly button, bathe it in orange. Imagine sending energy to that area. An area that gets shut down, that becomes deadened, locked in. We don't let anybody in. We push people away, all to protect us. Imagine that colour orange moving around in a circle motion. Imagine energy going to that area, balancing you out, balancing that area, healing you, energising you, uplifting you. Notice what you notice. Imagine when you used to be close to your partner. Imagine how relaxed you were. 
you're lying on a bed and you are so relaxed and you let them in, you let them come to you, you let them cuddle you, you enjoy being with them, you enjoy letting them in, their tension is gone, your tension is gone. You start to feel good. You start to feel lighter and brighter and more accepting of yourself and others. You have got space in your body, in your mind, in your heart, in your spirit and in your soul. Where you felt drained and overwhelmed, you now feel full of energy. Feel that gorgeous energy in that triangle area. Start to feel it run throughout your body. Up your torso, down your arms, down your legs, into your feet, into your chest, through your neck, your face. This is your feminine power moving around your body, lighting you up, healing you, providing you with energy. Let it flow through your body. Surrender to this energy. And imagine letting your partner in. Let them in, let them love you. Let them in with no fear. You're fearless, you're strong. You feel loved, you feel loving. And lock in that connection. Breathe in through your nose, feel your tummy and your heart expand. Exhale, release even more tension into the bed. Breathe in through your nose, feel your tummy and your heart expand and exhale, release the last bits of tension. And when you're ready, bring your attention back into your body, back into the room, move your fingers, move your toes, wiggle your fingers, rotate your shoulders, rotate your neck gently. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. And that is activating your feminine power. It's powerful. You can do it anytime you want to. Often there's blocks in the way and removing those blocks one by one leads to a completely different connection with yourself and other people. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If this has resonated with you, please share it with a friend that you know would love it too. You can reach me all through the week on Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn at laurajanehand or at laurajanehand.com. See you again next week. Bye.